Milwaukee, the biggest sports stories of the week. He's not going to leave Jordan Love, the covered bear for Jordan Love. We know that. He's going to look out for his guy. So, uh, Kyle, Kyle liked that. That was funny. That was funny. What? I'm serious. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. What would happen if Brian Gutekunst sat up at a press conference and said, I made a mistake. Plus some fun with pop culture. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? I mean, does anybody actually believe he just he chose that just for dinner? Like, does he think that's working? This is Sunday Karma. The, the yeah. unibrow, like, because I'm kind of like Bert. <laughs> like when, like, if I don't get the, the eyebrows done, I just have one eyebrow pretty much. <laughs> But since COVID, I haven't had any of that. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Carmison. And good morning, and welcome to it. It's Sunday Karma. No Harper. No Kyle. We got some Ben Brust uh, for us. It's a Max. Little Max. What's going on, guys? Well, Max, I'm able to talk on the air. I didn't know what Max's story was. Well, he, he just jumped right in right there, didn't he? He's like, I'm clear and I'm going to talk. Mad Max. Um, Max, who, where, who are you? What's your story? I've um, just been a producer here for about six months, and I got this opportunity, and I'm taking it. All right. Where, like, what teams do you like? Oh, I'm from Cleveland, so I love all of Cleveland sports. Okay, good. That's relevant today. Uh, so, Ben. <laughs> so, Ben, <laughs> you played in the NBA. <laughs> yes, I did. A storied career. Okay. How many games did you play in the NBA? Uh, you know, two summer league games in Las Vegas for the Milwaukee Bucks in the summer league. Okay. With my pal Giannis, Jabari Parker, Nate Walters, all those guys. Yep. I think a lot of people think back to that, that team. It was, it was a good run. Yep. So... All right, so let's understand what happens here. Because yesterday Giannis gets called for a 10-second violation on a free throw. Correct. Now, this season, there's been nobody at the games for most of the year. You know, yesterday was the most uh, fans by, like, 5,000 that had been there. So it's pretty empty. And so what you hear every game is whatever veteran guard on the court— Kyle Lowry was the loudest this year, literally counting Giannis' seconds on every single free throw to the to the point where the referees told him he was going to get a technical if he didn't stop. And I they, love that, and, and they made him stop, and Giannis was missing free throws as a result of it. Chris Paul does it. Lou Williams does it. If you're a veteran guard in the NBA and you're playing at Fiserv Forum, you are in the ref's ear, like, and in Giannis's ear, right as he's about to shoot it too. They'll be like, that's 10, like, right as Giannis is about to shoot. And they're all counting in his ear and doing all that. See, that's garbage. I'm okay with the referees yeah. telling the guards if they're going to say that's 10 in the middle of the stroke because, like, you're not supposed to be talking as on the floor right. when they're in the shooting motion. So it reminds me, so what I, and so then yesterday, Giannis gets called for this for the first time all season. And, Sure, it was probably like 11 or 12 seconds. He's at times where it's 13 or 14. It's never been called. It gets called with one minute left in in a, an overtime game. It, it gets called like in that kind of game. And it kind of, to me, I, I don't know how it totally works, but there's this road I drive down every day, and it's 25 miles an hour. So I drive 37 miles an hour down the road every day. I don't mean to. It's just it's the 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 speed limit should be thirty seven miles an hour because you drive it. Yes, it's just that's where your car naturally goes when you're going down the road. So you want you and Giannis to have different boundaries no, than no, the rest no. of us. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't get pulled over that often, but I do get pulled over on that road. But I I when I have, I'm always like, gosh, it's like October twenty eighth. It's like December 30th. And people have said, like, since I was, like, a kid, like, oh, yeah, 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 they they got to make their budgets at the end of the month. The cops, they're gonna, you're more likely to get pulled over at the end of the month. And that's what I felt like happened to Giannis yesterday. Like, he's getting pulled over. Like, he's been, he's like been driving. He's been driving the, the whole season the same way. And if you don't call it that way the entire month, you can't pull Giannis over in the playoffs, like, at the end of, like— 
it's I, I don't think a rule's a rule if you're not going to enforce it 72 games of the season and then you just do it out of nowhere in the playoffs. I want to agree with you, but I can't because simply I hate when referees take over the game and don't let the players decide it. And most people would say because it w- was not called all year right. that the referees are taking away right. from Giannis. That's what you just said. But what? He was warned. And what the guards are supposed to do, you saw it all year, you just talked about yeah. it. The best time as a basketball player, if you have a good relationship with an official, to lobby with them is during a free throw. Right. And because Karan there's Butler, time. by the way, last week was screaming it when the Bucks played the Heat, and I knew he was going to be pushing it hard yesterday also, and, and the entire series he'll be pushing it. But how, as a referee, do you not make that call once the entire season, and then you and or once the entire game, and then you make it with one minute left? I mean, you're saying you don't want refs deciding the game. They they tried to decide the game. But, but here's the thing: I would have been mad if I didn't find out that Giannis was warned. Giannis was warned about the fact that he was taking too much time. So you have to adjust to that. Well, I got warnings from are, the cops yeah. earlier in the month, and then they well, gave me the a, ticket on the thirtieth. Well, then that should have <laughs> happened. That's what happened to Giannis here. Wait, wait. Do, by the way, do you think? I think that's really true. What's that? About police officers. Do you think they really do give out tickets more at the end of the month? When I get pulled over, I'm not the first thing I do is I don't check my phone to see what date it is. Do you, I, do you try to cry? I'm looking for do, my Do you try to cry and show oh, off some legs? Look, I got I got really, really lucky about I want to say two months ago, because I was driving down 94 coming from Madison into Milwaukee. Yeah. And it goes pretty abrupt. To, to, five, to 55. To 55. And I, I didn't I mean, I didn't know it. It was the morning, yeah. still waking up. And I'm in the left lane, and the person's going probably 60. And I'm coming, you know, probably cruise control 78 on a 70. Yeah. And when someone's going 55 when you're going 78 from the previous speed limit, you're thinking, what the heck is this person doing? And then I got out of cruise control to go around the person, got pulled over at at a pretty high Wait, clip. Wait, on 94? Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel like they don't pull people over on 94 I that didn't often. think so either, and uh, I, got a, I got away with it, but now I oh, know. that's a Badger Final Four See, warning. I don't know about that. What I said was, is I was... You were like, I, I, I've never no, been no, here. I, said, I don't know what the no, speed limit no, is around is he here. Said, he's like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I started on the Badger Final Four team, See, and I was late for work. That's lame. I would never pull that. And my did you, did you pull out your Scalzo. ring from the dashboard? No. Your final four ring? Come no. on. All I said. So like, oh, I was on the phone with Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky on a three-way call. Sorry, sir. No, I I, ate, I ate breakfast with Giannis in Vegas <laughs> back in Summer League. Yes. That would have been better than claiming I did anything. Uh, wait, wait, wait. By the way, 800-990-ESPN. Does anyone, any police officers who are listening or uh, spouses of police officers, kids, anyone who knows police officers... Is it true, or was that just in New Jersey? Debunk uh, the theory. Yes, I want to know, is it really true? Like, is it like sales where like, hey, man, like working at the car dealership, it's the 25th of the month, and uh, we're a little behind. We better we better pull some people over today and uh, make up the budget. Because, like, right, everyone's got budgets to hit, right? Doesn't a, a, a district have a budget? So they I, need- I can't tell you. I don't know the inner workings of the police districts and how but they— But I'm saying, like, I live in Fox Point. Like, doesn't Fox Point probably have a budget? So if they're behind budget, don't the police officers need to step up their game in the last few so weeks? So did you did you get a ticket recently? Did this did you actually get a ticket? Because I feel like I got a warning recently, actually, on the but same that's road. My point. It was it's early like, in the month. I don't think this budget thing was, is real because was, they knew that if they wanted to get somebody, whatever car you drive, they know it's thirty seven on a twenty five, and that is that is grounds for a ticket. In the last two and a half years, and this is all my fault. Just the way, ultimately, it's Giannis's fault. So, um, so, I'm, so I've I've gotten you to say that it is Giannis's no, fault for not adjusting. No, no, when no, he no. was warned. No, it's not Giannis's fault for Jeez. not adjusting during the middle of a playoff game. It's the referee's fault for not calling it every single time during the regular season because then he would have had to adjust. You don't just oh, you give him a warning randomly after nine after five hundred games. Well, guess That's what? Ridiculous. He should probably try and change up his routine and not take fourteen right. seconds anyway but because you, he could have changed zero that. rhythm at the free throw line anyway. He could have changed that in the off season if they said, "Hey, we're going to call this." We noticed that you take twelve seconds on every free throw, but they never did it. But I, I'm saying it's my fault for getting pulled over all these times, and I need to adjust my driving, but I do notice I've gotten pulled over on the same road eight times, and uh, and I've gotten four tickets and four warnings. And again, it's all my fault. I just... 
I just forget and go too fast. But when you get pulled over, do you get tickets more likely if it is the end of the month? Do police officers have budgets to hit just like all of us who are in sales? Ron and Sheboygan, you're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Ron. <laughs> Absolutely untrue, Craig. <laughs> that is the oldest rumor that has been flying around law enforcement for 50 years. Are you Not in law true. enforcement? I'm a retired law enforcement officer, 21 years. Wait, yep. wait, wait. So, oh. so, so they're not like, hey, it's it's May 26th, and hey, we're a little light this month. We need to hit budget. Like, you guys need to step up your game. <laughs> by the by the way, all that money that go, does not go to the police budget. It always goes into the general budget. Okay, and if you're writing a state ticket. Very little actually goes into the budget. It goes to the state, to the schools, and to the jails, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, you guys have fallen for one of the oldest, you know, urban legends on the face of the earth. So, Ron, as a former police officer, when you did pull somebody over, what did people have to do to have the best chance of getting out of a ticket? Because everyone wants to know that. A um, couple of things. Number one, kind courteous yes sir no sir number two admitting yep i was going too fast number three having a clean driving record all of those things play into um into whether you're getting a rid of warning or whether you're getting a ticket what about extra extra pulling over so that you're not making the officer have to walk anywhere near the street because that's one of the things i always think is like is one of the know. worst things about what, having to pull someone over. What do you mean over. by that, Craig? I'm not sure if I follow you. Yeah, so like when I get pulled over, um, not that I do it that, I guess I do <laughs> yeah, you it. Yeah, you have had eight. You mean like, like the last six times? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it's just on this one street. I never get pulled over anywhere else, but on this one street. So what I do is I, I pull like into like a corner area so like the police officer when they're walking out of their car doesn't have to walk like on the street like I, i'm trying to be extra respectful to pull you know very far over to somewhere where they don't they're not they're not gonna have to walk on the street yeah that, that, i'm not that's gonna depend i mean i don't want you doing driving a mile yeah okay <laughs> you know but a block or two and just explain hey i thought it'd be safer to pull over here yep. absolutely yeah but but don't be driving a mile to try to find some place safe. Wait, but you're saying if you erase suspicions. So if if you're uh so you're saying if if uh if you don't pull up people over in May and they don't have budgets for the jails and the schools, then the teachers aren't going to work. So you're saying so you, there are you, budgets. You're you're not feeling a pressure for the for the schools a, and the jails. That is such a drop. Citations, <laughs> the traffic citations are such a drop in the bucket compared to where all the other money comes from. Yeah. It's minimal. It, it's it's almost nothing when you take a look at how much money comes from traffic and or municipal citations as opposed to other areas of the budget. All so, right. well, Ron, it's thanks. really a drop in a yeah. bucket. Th thanks for your service, Ron. Appreciate the call. Um, all right, so I don't believe it. <laughs> you, you, so be, he gave you a no, ton of great reasons. No, I believe his. I believe he didn't think about it. But they they have to on some levels plan for. I mean, we all run businesses here, right? We have to plan for a certain amount of dollars. Like if everyone, if they're not pulling people over, I mean, I I I just think that. If you're a police officer, your job is to enforce the law. <laughs> right, but if you're a referee, your job is to enforce the law. And you're saying all of a sudden in the postseason, no, nobody, Everything is amplified in the postseason. Right. Talent, yep. referees, calls, yes. May 29th is like the postseason, baby, when it comes to <laughs> police officers being a police officer. All right, we'll Here, talk. Here's the good news for you, Craig. It, it happened, Giannis now knows, and Chris Middleton won the game. So what does it really matter? It matters because it's not fair to allow Giannis to have that. It's not fair for him shoot. to shoot 40% from the free throw line. Now this might help him if he shoots no, within 10 no, seconds. He shot really well the last four months of the year. And if he had known, if he had been told by the league, if he had been given these violations by referees before, he could have adapted his style. And now he has to do it in the middle of the playoffs, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, uh, Am I going to get fined for this, by the way? I, I actually am not supposed to. Uh, uh, okay, forget it. Let's. Uh, I mean, it was a good call. Uh, let's. Uh, He's retired, so he can't come get you. No, I'm talking about the NBA. Oh, you? 
Yeah. For, oh, for, for complaining, complaining about referees? Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Um, all right. Well, Too uh, late now. Uh, yeah. Wisconsin we, on demand, yeah. Sunday karma. Well, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, is talking to Kenny Mayne, and we'll talk about the, the Bucks game from yesterday as we continue. Ben Brust from Scalzo and Brust, 4-6 to six on these stations, in today with us. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma, Ben Brust. Craig Karmazin with you. Jason Wildy coming up in 12 minutes. We'll get the latest on Aaron Rodgers, who will be talking with Kenny Mayne uh, tomorrow. And by the way, who's your like all-time number one sports center like guy? Max. I love I mean, throwing Max. Scott on. was the man, so I'd have to yep. say him. Okay, Stuart Scott, you're. you're I mean, all... it's it's hands down Stuart Scott. Really? The way he was able to just take a highlight and make it so much more fun than what was being shown on the screen. I mean, booyah! Yeah, and I and like the most relatable thing in the entire world growing up was whether I was watching it in the morning or watching Sports Center at night. If I heard as cool as the other side of the pillow, oh my god, nobody. I think everybody in the world can relate to that. At some point in everyone's life, you have flipped your pillow to the other side to get that cool feeling. I did it last night. My uh, Harper and I, like, if before bed, we're laying down, and I'll just be like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And we'll just flip the pillow to the other side. Like so it is, nice. It, when and that I'd never that had never been said before until he said, "Cool is the other side of the pillow." And does it even make sense if somebody makes a three point shot or like you know throws a, a dime for a touchdown to say as cool as the other yes. side? Of the, I mean, I guess yes, calm, cool, and collected. Yes. yes. Totally. All right. So is Stuart Scott yours also? I mean, Stuart Scott is up there. What Scott Van Pelt has done recently, yeah. like just branching out and bringing his betting angles into it, bad beats, like, that is entertaining. But, but And he was always, he was always so good, but he's always been, to me, almost like a talk show host who happens to be hosting SportsCenter. That's how good he is. Yeah, it's like a radio show on yep. TV with some interviews and highlights. Yeah. Everything's mixed in. How about Wisconsin? No love for John Anderson? Uh... I like John Anderson. I've gotten actually to meet Sage Steele, who's super nice. She does yep. a great job. I mean, I've, I've, I, could, I could name drop. and if this You already was, did. I mean, I could keep going. Uh, Jay Harris follows me on Twitter. I've met uh, Nicole Briscoe a bunch. Uh, Dave Revson I host with on the Big Ten Network. He's a former Sports Center anchor. I could keep going. Wait, who follows you on Twitter? Uh, who did I say? Who did I say? Oh, John, John Butchergrass, I've met a couple of does times. Does he follow you on Twitter? He does. Really? He, he does indeed. Who else follows you on Twitter? Who's the uh, most famous? Sa- Sage Steele. Aaron Rodgers follows me on Twitter. Okay, so is Aaron your number one? Probably of most famous. Do you think about, before you send every tweet, oh, is, gosh. is Aaron Rodgers so looking at this? Recently, we put out a tweet about Greg Scalzo, my co-host, recently had a baby. And when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers... Oh, is Aaron Rodgers upset about Jordan Love being picked in the 2020 draft? We would play sound of Greg's baby crying. Yeah. I was like, if I retweet this and Aaron sees this, do I lose my most popular follow? Yes. And did you? <laughs> I didn't retweet. Yeah. No, I, got, <laughs> I good still, Well, I, I mean, but here's the thing. If he does, I've, I've direct messaged him a couple times, you know, and he, he hasn't responded over the last couple of years as he's probably just busy and dealing with a lot of things. But one time, wait, wait, wait. When so, and did signed, he start following you like when you were a Badger and like when yeah. during like the Badger run? And, and Andy, he was coming Andy to Nord, two time US Open champion who's yeah. been on these airwaves a bunch, he held a cancer benefit that Aaron was at. And I would yep. golf with Aaron at, at that event and hang out with him a little bit. And um, when you say golf with Aaron, like at the same course or like yeah, in the no, same, same group? Like okay. I, I, I was with him the entire day. It was Aaron Rodgers, National Player of the Year, Frank Kaminsky, and then myself. I don't know how I got stuck with them, but now in that spot, he knows you played basketball, or he thinks you're like Frank's friend from high school who like. Oh no, to speak no, he, he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> Otherwise, he still wouldn't follow me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm sure I've retweeted something where I, I'm, I, I'm just praying. Like, I, I trust me, I've checked. I like go back. Like, is he still following me? Like, why <laughs> does he still follow me? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I text Aaron probably once a year, and never knowing if he sells the same number, never getting never. a reply. 
Um, actually, not never gave a reply. Like every three or four years, he will just send me a reply or like a long email, like well thought out with all sorts of stuff. But I, 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 it's definitely always on my mind just like to give Aaron a pop. My recent try for Aaron Rodgers is when Giannis signed the Supermax as Aaron Rodgers is a minority owner of the Bucks. Yep. I was like, would you be willing to come on to talk about Giannis signing a Supermax? You know, yeah. trying to get away from the football thing. Ice, ice, no, baby. No, yeah, uh, just nothing. He must not have been on his social that day. I, I, I'm, I think in so Kenny Main. Uh, the reason I brought up Sports Center, Kenny Main. This is his last Sports Center ever on Monday, which is a big deal. I, I and I don't think you're going to learn too much about the Aaron Rodgers saga. We're going to learn something though. We're no, gonna, I don't think we're so. going to have some. You, you're I telling think you'll me learn nothing. So, I think you will imply things or infer things. I never remember which is implied. You'll infer things, but I'm a professional my, like body language reader and yes. a tone reader. So yes. we, I think you yeah, have I think, to be. Yeah, you'll read a lot of things into what's said but i don't think we'll actually learn anything from that um and, and by the way jason wildy's going to join us in in seven minutes we're going to talk with him about it but real quick you you mentioned yes you mentioned by the way that you think the the bucks are in trouble or in big trouble yes it is literally i, I have I'm, I'm having deja vu of watching Giannis struggle against teams that play good defense. Giannis shot 80% in the restricted area during the regular season. Well, guess where it's going to get really hard to get to in the playoffs? The restricted area. Until he consistently, and I mean consistently, knocks down even a 12-footer. They will never go anywhere. Okay, so now you and and you saw how Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo played yesterday. Correct. Right, so your, your point is, hey, Giannis is is going to play the same way, but Jimmy Butler and Bam are going to play way better. Why? I don't care about Jimmy Butler and Bam. This is the first round of the NBA playoffs. To see Giannis struggle in this fashion, I know Miami is a great coach and a great organization. They know how to guard Giannis, as, as we've seen evident in the past, but it's the same thing. Giannis, he, he is not an instinctual passer. He is a put my head down. He spins. Next thing you know, there is help right there. It looks like I'm watching the same damn thing over and over and over okay, again. Okay, so you're saying they won't beat the Heat? Uh, they'll beat the Heat. Okay, so they're not going to win the national. They're not going to win the championship. Okay, so they're going to beat the Heat. Then they play the Nets. Did you see the Bucks play the Nets the last time? Do you know how the Nets defend you? Are we going to do regular season talk? Are we going to talk about how teams played each other in the regular season? Talent okay. will win out. Okay. And the Bucks are not the most talented team in the NBA. Okay, so then you so then you wouldn't give them a chance anyway. No, so, I, I don't. So you but wouldn't like, give anyone a chance. You wouldn't give anyone a chance against the Nets. I definitely don't give Giannis a chance. You wouldn't give anyone a chance against the Nets. Shooting nine for twenty-five right? against the Heat again. You have a whole year to to adjust and make changes and develop your game to and your game plan. And it was the more of the same. So. First of all, it wasn't more the same. There were so many things that were different. Oh, yeah. The the offense that they ran really looked fluid. They had a lot of movement. It was one-on-one, and Chris Middleton had a great game and bailed them out. No, that is so, not a recipe for success. Okay, so if it, if the Bucks typically take 31 three-pointers, how many will they make? They're going to make 12 or 13 Okay, so then that means they would have scored 20 more points. Okay, we could say the same thing about the Heat. It, what happened in the game is is one game. Right, exactly. It's one game. We'll talk to Jason Wildy about Aaron Rodgers, the interview coming up, and everything going on in that world as we roll on. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Every crack of the bat, every pop of the mitt, every play at the plate. Whenever we talk about Milwaukee baseball, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand with Crew Talk. Game recaps, interviews, and analysis all in one place. Find Crew Talk today everywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Wildy brought to us by Boucher Automotive. Good morning, Jason. Chatting with your favorite, Ben Brust and Craig here on a Sunday Karma. Are you ready to walk out the door? Ben Brust? 
Ben Bros too. As we were coming back, just broke the microphone off the. I'm back. All right, you're back. What's up, Jason? Wow, great to have you, buddy. Uh, uh, so, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm thrown by that. I didn't mean to put you on your heels. Both of you guys are umming and aahing and not knowing what to say. I leave you guys speechless. You, you do, Ben. In many, many ways, you do, Ben. Uh, so, Jason, uh, I was telling Ben, I don't think we're gonna learn anything from the Aaron Rodgers discussion with Kenny Mayne, like factually. It's just going to be us more inferring, implying body language. Well, he said this, he said that. I mean, Kenny Mayne is not like Barbara Walters doing a hardcore interview, right? I mean, this isn't where he's going to, like, state his his case. Probably not, but it is Kenny Mayne's last show. So, you know, if you go out with an opportunity to be breaking some news because you have a relationship with Rogers and he talks to you and gives you some of the lowdown after not talking for a long time. I can see that happening as well. Remember, oh, by the way, this the is last- what Jason, Jason and, and his therapist have talked about this, like, cause they've said basically, you know what, just put it out there in your mind, except that maybe Aaron will say it to Kenny Maine, so it may not happen with you. It may not happen even with McAfee, but just think, <laughs> if it happens with Kenny Maine, it's not that you failed because it's not your last show, and it's not like he likes Pat McAfee more than you. I mean, Jason, this I feel like this is your therapist doing some pretty good work on you uh, with this. It, yeah, I don't... I, I... While it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's extremely important, uh, I have not discussed this with uh, anyone. But I will say this, um, and I get accused of flexing on this show usually when Harper is on, but, you know, he and I correspond fairly regularly. It is important for me to eventually have him come back and be on our show, but I'm fine if he says something newsworthy. Quite frankly, I want him to say something newsworthy. Okay, would you rather Aaron Rodgers text you all the juicy good stuff that he texts you all the time and never come on your show or never communicate with you off the air but come on the show with you twice a year? Great question. Uh, I think it would be better for everyone if he came on the show twice a year. No. No, I mean, it'd be better for everyone maybe outside of no, you. But, but don't you think all your behind-the-scenes scoop, like, helps, like, articles and everything angles and, like, and... us, like, to know what's coming? Wow, that's interesting. So, team guy there. I, I think he's lying. That's to a team, team guy move. I think he's lying to himself and to us. I don't think he would be so so brash in lying to us if he wasn't also lying to himself. So, Jason, you're saying you'd be willing to have no off-air relationship with Aaron if it meant two interviews a year. How long are the interviews? Um, no, typical, like, where you get him for, like, 55 minutes, and you got you and Tausch. Oh, yeah, I'm, Jason's got Tausch on one shoulder right now in the back of his head as he's answering this question. That's actually a very good image. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, if he does say anything, what is the most likely thing that we learn? Um... I really don't know what his strategy is going to be here, right? I mean, he I will tell you that these behind-the-scenes texts, which, of course, Chewy would say uh, they're off the record, but let me tell you all about them. And I've been known to do that once or twice as well on a Sunday. Um, but I, By the way, everyone thinks this show is so well listened to that when it's said on this show, it's considered off the record. It's, <laughs> it's almost like Sunday karma. Like, I'm the priest who, when you're saying it to, like, you know. Hey, it's confessional? Yes, it's confessional. You could, it's Sunday karma confessional. Say it to me. It won't go any further than this. Well, as soon as I got wind that Jason said this could be a personal rift between Goody, I wasn't, that, that played Monday through Friday. I let you know that. Yes. Yeah. Turned out uh, that the reporting that followed was pretty accurate on that huh um I, look harper's I right jeez i don't i don't think yeah nice uh i don't think he's going to say anything majorly newsworthy i don't um but remember the last before we got into breaking down my psychology uh the last time he was on with kenny main kenny main did ask him twice very directly about finishing his career with the packers uh and he didn't he basically wouldn't answer the question, Just right? Just called him and, Ken. And, uh, right. And so we, we talked about it afterward and said, hey, this is, this is a sign that there's an issue here. 
another sign that there's an issue here, and we got poo-pooed again. And it turns out that was very significant. That well, that's because, that Jason, approach. you don't like to flex enough and be like, well, Aaron's been texting me for the last six months, so I know there's issues, but uh, but but I'll, I'll act oh, like true. I'm reading into one interview with uh, Kenny May. There are reported text messages between Jason Wilding and Aaron Rodgers that would lead to it saying that he's not happy. But yeah, that, no one's reporting that. No one's reporting that. <laughs> um, but the idea is, um, Jason, when Aaron steps up, if he said something like, hey, I just, you know, I'm kind of, you know, Kenny, I'm getting old like you. I'm almost, I'm almost ready to hang it up. I only got seven years left and I got to know, I got to know that where I am, they're trying to win every year. And, um, you know, they, they won't, they, they, they haven't been willing to commit that I'm their guy. Craig's on this that fix to- that they did not try to win last year. Like, what do, you, what do you mean they weren't trying to win every Everybody year? Everybody who's watched the teams know they didn't try to maximize their wins in 2020. Jason, how do you answer Jason, that? Jason, did the Packers try to win the most games in 2020? Did they use their first four draft picks to not help the team because they were trying to maximize their wins in 2020? four draft did they... picks make an impact on a team that's... Uh, how about the Buccaneers who won the Super Bowl? You don't think their first two draft picks made a huge impact on their team? You don't think their free agent signings made a huge impact? What What did they do? Was Christian Kirksey them trying to win in 2020? I agree in the free agent. They literally went parallel moves. Kirksey for Martinez, right. Balaga and Wagner right. free agency and didn't, they didn't try it okay Jason did the Packers try to maximize their wins in 2020 no they tried to add players that were going to keep them good going forward remember I Benny I would say this Brian Gutekunst is living off of that 2019 free agent class right because beyond adding and that was look he added four players in free agency to fix positions that they failed with picks in the drafts that Ted Thompson had late in his career. And so he really had to do what he did in free agency. You know, they let Nick Perry walk. They let uh, Clay Matthews walk. They had failed on the offensive line, so they needed Billy Turner. And ha-ha, Clinton Dix had been a disappointment, so they needed to sign Adrian Amos. Outside of that, in what way, Benjamin, have you seen Goody be different than Ted Thompson, whose draft and develop philosophy was never to go all in? I mean, I remember sitting in the bowels of the Georgia Dome and Aaron Rodgers after losing an NFC championship game where they had won eight in a row to just get there, and they'd had Ladarius Gunter covering Julio Jones in the game, begging publicly for them to go all in. And it didn't happen then. And to Craig's point, it just it hasn't happened. Okay, and Ben. When he- ben, wait, wait. I gotta interrupt you, Jason. Ben, what did the Packers? You're saying I'm saying they didn't try to win as many games as possible in 2020. What are you saying they did to try to win as many games as possible in 2020? All I'm saying is, if, even if you look at the 2019 draft, those guys started to make impacts more so in this past 2020 season. That's how drafting and develop works. Like you weren't. Who would they instead of Jordan Love drafted? That would have been like, oh, that would have took us over Antoine the hump. Antoine Wingfield. That would have took Antoine them, Wingfield. Uh, so you're like, okay. they would have beat the Buccaneers. Queen. See that I can get behind a run-stopping linebacker, and he was impactful. But we can't do the hindsight thing. But no, but it wasn't hindsight. They drafted. They used their first and fourth round pick for a third-string quarterback. They used their second round pick for a third-string running back. They they clearly weren't trying to win in 2020, and that's okay if that's your strategy. It's just to me, if you were just in the NFC Championship and you have a 36-year-old quarterback, if you actually believed he was still that good, which they didn't, I don't think then you would have tried to win and and they could just come out and say hey we didn't realize Aaron was this good anymore but he proved he is and now we're willing to sign him and commit to trying to win but we thought Aaron was 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 really good still we didn't realize he was that good anymore look at the end of the day Aaron well I mean Aaron Rodgers did throw a wrench in their plans I mean there's no see so you're saying I mean if he threw a wrench in their plans because he had said that we do know that that is one thing that he did say that I can't quote Um, but but like it it, it is unfair to say that Gutekunst hasn't done 
anything because at the end of the day, they are thirteen and thir- thirteen and three the last two seasons as Aaron Rodgers as QB and Brian Gutekunst as general manager, and also with Jason Wildey uh, going to practices. I mean, what's so? So you're, we're just gonna just dismiss the fact that Gutekunst didn't build a team that was good enough to get to back to back NFC Championship games. Jason, how do you answer that question? Well, it was good enough because he built a team that had a Hall of Fame quarterback. How much? How many games did they win without him? Now, again, Rodgers statistically was not great in 19. I mean, Ben, if you want to argue that they that they felt the need to draft someone at quarterback because they were questioning how much longer Rodgers would be a very good quarterback, much less a Hall of Fame quarterback, you can make that argument. You can. Um, and you can also make the argument, which is something Tausch and I want to get to tomorrow, how certain are you that he's going to be as good with full stadiums and normalcy returning next year or this coming season as he was last year when circumstances certainly played in his favor, especially on the road? Like, there's, there's valid questions to be asked here, but the bottom line is they could have drafted last year and added in free agency. They had the cap space to make themselves better and give themselves a better chance to win it all after making the NFC Championship, let's be honest, largely unexpectedly in a first-year head coach's first season, and they chose not to. Because I, don't, I think Craig is right. I don't think they thought that you know, trading up higher and getting Justin Jefferson was going to be a difference maker for them. So they Jason, wanted to make sure that they invested in the future, and that's what Goody has always believed in because that's what Ted always believed Ben's going to write down what he was about to ask you, and we'll continue with that as we roll on. It is Jason Wildy, Ben Brust, Craig Karma's in Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. It started with a whisper. If you want a vehicle, the largest inventory in all of Wisconsin, and right now it is hard to find vehicles, is right there at Boucher.com. Ben Brust, Jason Wildy, go. Left turn ahead, Jason. Make sure you don't miss that. Uh, so, Jason, working. I will. Jeez. You got the loudest uh, directions person I've ever heard in a car. Uh, working under the <laughs> Wait, assumption. I like how Ben thinks you have a direction person in the car. Like, not like a navigation system. Well, yeah, navigation. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you thought he had a direction person. I mean, person. We, have a, we have a fourth caller right now. I know exactly where Jason's going. Uh, Jason. I'm going to get on I-43 in a second, Ben, so be prepared. And then it's just drive straight for 20 miles. For 104 miles. Yes, oh, jeez. So if we're working under the assumption that the Packers didn't do enough for Aaron Rodgers last year. Why the hell would Aaron even think about coming back when they've, they're already like, time is shrinking as we move forward. If they don't extend and give Aaron the guarantees that he wants, they're not going to get him. They're not going to create more cap space. They're not going to probably be able to re-sign and restructure Devontae Adams and then, in in essence, add more pieces after that. Like, like what are what are we all waiting for? If Aaron doesn't move now, the team's not going to be as good next year. So why why would he even come back? Well, Ben, um, first of all, I think the most likely scenario at this point is that he will cave and he will come back. Um, doesn't you know, it make sense I, to do that sooner rather than later for the betterment of the twenty twenty one team? So so I went back and looked. And, and, yes, they're obviously missing their on-field work that has started. They're, in fact, they're going, to, they're going to have their first OTA practice tomorrow. The second one will be open to reporters, so I'll be attending that on Tuesday. And Rogers won't be there. We, we already know that. Like, he hasn't said it publicly, but enough people in the building have told me that he's not going to be there. Now, they have a mandatory minicamp on June 8th. 
he can be fined for not attending. I went back into my archives, and in 2007, the third year of Aaron Rodgers being the backup to Brett Favre, Brett Favre was mad that they didn't trade for Randy Moss. He asked for a trade, like someone else we know. Now, he lied to us on Wilde and Tausch and said that he never asked for a trade. Now, maybe he was fudging the truth and saying, I never asked, but Bus Cook asked for me. I don't know. But, again, Bob Harlan told me he asked for a trade at the time. So he definitely asked for a trade. Bob Harlan's not going to lie. Um, he was not going to cut. Then he walked back the trade request, but then he wasn't going to come to the offseason minicamp, the, the mandatory minicamp. And uh, Bob Harlan at the time called it a circus. Mike McCarthy uh, was, I even found the transcript from Mike McCarthy after a practice back then. It was, it was a mess. And the, the future Hall of Fame quarterback was unhappy. And then what happened? He eventually ended up showing up for the minicamp, which I still don't think Rodgers will do, but I wouldn't rule it out. But Favre showed up for the minicamp, decided that he didn't need a full two weeks to prepare for his daughter's graduation from high school and party planning for it. He wasn't able to do much because he'd suffered an ankle injury late in the 06 season and was still rehabbing it. But he ended up playing and having one of his best seasons until he threw the interception in the NFC Championship game in sub-zero temperatures, and they lost at home to the New York Giants, who went on to win the Super Bowl. So even then, things looked like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? It was, again, to use Bob Harlan's word, a circus. Well, we kind of have a circus now. Only the difference is Favre was talking all that offseason. Like, he had his guy in Mississippi that he would talk to. He did some radio interviews down there. Rodgers hasn't said a word. So the reason why I'm glad we started with the Kenny Main topic of what is he going to say is other than an interview with some betting website at the Kentucky Derby in which all he did was talk about horses, Aaron Rodgers has not spoken publicly since Adam Schefter's story broke the day of the draft, and that's three and a half weeks ago. So Whatever he says will definitely be scrutinized, but I don't think he's hurting the team significantly by not taking part. And one other thing, and I, I, I used this in a story in the State Journal this morning, Aaron Rodgers benefited immensely from the extra work he got at the mini camps in 05, 06, 07, when Favre either was excused the first two years and then didn't really do much the third year that's, that is great news for Jordan Love and, I guess, Blake Bortles, who's going to have to learn the offense. But those were huge off-seasons for Rodgers to improve. And in Jordan Love's case, he, didn't, he hasn't had an off-season yet. It was all sent into the virtual realm for his rookie year. So I think in some ways, and this is not spin, because I still think it would be better for your star quarterback to be attending these than not, but in some ways, it's probably more beneficial because you're getting a guy that you've handed the number two job, at least until you side Blake Bortles, you're giving him extra work that he desperately needs. Chatting with Jason Wilde, and I think Aaron could get through all of this, and he just needs to uh, hang with Jordan Love. I think that's one of the keys. Like, so that, in, so that when everyone tries to play the spite, the Jordan Love, the Aaron's a bad teammate, like, if he is playing catch with Jordan Love routinely and, like, Jordan Love can casually bring that up at some point, I think that would be huge. Do you think Aaron and Jordan Love have exchanged text messages You're over saying, the last month? Wait, wait are you saying, J- Ben, do you, do you think their numbers are in each other's cell? Do you think they have they each other's cell They have to be. There's got to okay. be, like, a QB no, no. group. Okay, all right. So they're in their same text group. So then... And then you would have to think, right? So, Jason, do you think they've exchanged a text over the last month or any communication? I'm sure they have. Yeah. Certain of it. Certain. And, look, he, he's been and, – and he would be a complete fraud and hypocrite, and he knows this. He would be the – he'd be awful if he treated Jordan Love in the way that he was treated the first two years by far. I mean, he would be – so he'd be worse than Favre because he had experienced it himself and then would treat someone else the same way. You know, anybody you talk to, and of course they're not going to say, yeah, he treated Jordan Love like garbage last year, but 
there were people that were more than willing to tell us that Brett Favre treated Aaron Rodgers like garbage in 2005. There wasn't that last year. And I do think Rodgers, whether he did it for the right reasons or, or just for, I don't want to be viewed as a hypocrite, however you want to view that, I think he was really good to Jordan Love. I really do. And, and, and Tim Boyle, who, look, Rodgers has a track record of being great to all of his backups. They will all say that, that he went out of his way to help them get better. Now, that's a lot easier when none of them are first-round picks who were selected to replace you. I get it. But I, I think that that would be consistent with who he is. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he sent the text when he saw Jordan Love posting workout videos. And he probably said something snarky like, hey, I don't know about your footwork on that one you posted or something like that. I mean, I, I really don't think of all the things that there are to con- be concerned about or wonder about, I really don't think that's one of them in this saga. Jason, I kind of want to answer your question that you said you were teasing for Wilde and Tausch tomorrow on 9 to noon across these stations. Why? I mean, it's hard for me to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to regress backwards next season when they're, they've added weapons. You get Josiah DeGuara back. You drafted Amari Rodgers, who's supposed to be a good Swervin Irvin-type player. Third year of Matt LaFleur's offense. They've clearly evolved together. I find no reason, if he is back, that they're not as good as an offense, if not better, next year. Yeah, I, I just I don't think he's going to put up quite the same numbers. I think he's still... I look at 18 and 19, and maybe it's excuse-making for him, but he played most of the 18 season with a fracture in his knee, suffered in the opener, and playing for a coach that we all know they both were butting heads more than ever and and that they were both sick of each other. And then Mike McCarthy got fired with four games left in the season. In 19, look at what Tom Brady did last year. We all talk about how we won a Super Bowl, and no question, he did, and it was remarkable what he did. But look at how much he struggled for much of the season. We all forget that part of it in a new offense. Rodgers played in a new offense in 19, and I think it showed. Last year, yes, everything else came together with no fans. Look, he's not able to put up the same numbers in New Orleans and Minnesota early in the season, I don't think, if there are full stadiums. It's just too hard to do that on the road. Does he play well in those games? Yeah, probably. Do they win? Maybe they win both. I don't know. But he's not going to have that advantage. By the way, Jason, I think that is a brilliant point because you think about outside of Devontae Adams – how the inexperience of all the guys he's dealing with. So the ability to communicate uh, on the road with, uh, uh, you know, people who you don't just have that, like, you know, unwritten rule, unwritten communication where you're just on the same page. I, I think that's a huge, huge point when you look at, uh, at the majority of the people on that offense who were expected to make plays in 2020. And, and so you look at how productive they were, and a lot of it goes to, Year two of Matt LaFleur's offense, Ben. You're exactly right. They should be even better in year three, even if Rodgers isn't taking part in the offseason program the the way he normally would. Uh, Those young players will have stepped up, but he put up more touchdown passes than he did in 2011. Now he played one more game than he did in 2011. He sat out the finale that year. But think about the level of talent they had in 2011. I mean, they had, they could put, spread the field with five pass catchers, four wide receivers at Jermichael Finley, and no one in the league had enough players to defend that. None. I mean, it was, I, he was magnificent, but he did it in a system that was designed find the one-on-one matchup where the guy has won and throw the ball to him. Whereas Lafleur's system is designed to scheme guys open more than Mike McCarthy's was. And he put up a passer rating, and I know Craig loves QBR more than he loves passer rating, but his passer rating last year was one point off of what he did in 2011. It was 121.5. 122.5 is what he did in 11 and is the NFL record. But he did it with Alan Lazard, who missed a bunch of games. He did it with Robert Tunya, statistical season, but had not done nothing to that point. He did it with MBS who, remember, was so bad down the stretch of 2019. 
He played one snap in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. So for him to do what he did with the cast of characters he did it with last year speaks to the offense, speaks to the other things that were happening on the field because there were no fans. So do I think he's going to put up 38 touchdowns and eight interceptions and a 115 passer rating this year? I do. I I don't think he's going to regress, but I think the circumstances are going to make it much more difficult for him to do anything that approaches what he did last season. I I totally hear you on the fans. I just think seeing the difference between the 2011 Aaron Rodgers and the 2020 Aaron Rodgers is he could sit back and the scheme that Matt LaFleur has allows him to just sit back. He doesn't have to scramble and make plays for those one-on-one matchups. He has learned and developed through this offense, and I just feel like if he continues to grow with it, he can get better next year. And, uh, Jason, what what uh, we learned, uh, which was said a few times throughout the year, in year two, Matt LaFleur let Aaron run the same plays over and over again. And when he did that, right, he Aaron just knows the game so well that he just finds more and more opportunities within you know some of those same plays that they would run throughout the game. Yeah, and to Ben's point, Rodgers said that the offense made it so much easier for him. Like, he would point out plays where he had a touchdown to Robert Tunyon where Tunyon was the third option on the play. And he told a great story, the stuff that I love about this job, where he talked about how on Thursday afternoon when they put in that play, he was sitting down with the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and he showed him the play, and he said, that's going to be a touchdown to Tunyon who, again, was the third option on the play. He could see how that was going to develop. That's an insight into this offense that obviously he didn't have in 19. I just think that there will be greater challenges, and they play a really difficult schedule. Ten of their 17 games, although two are against the Bears, are against teams that made the playoffs last year. And while fortunes do change from year to year, they got some really good teams on their schedule, some really good defenses. And on the road with noise, I'm, e- I'm eager for him to be the quarterback this year because I want to see what he does. I am not interested in the Jordan Love being pressed into service a year earlier than they're ready for or Blake Bortles running their offense. If that's the storyline, obviously we will cover it. But I, I really want to see Rodgers back, and I want to see there be some sort of culture change, like authentic change where he feels like, his voice matters. I was talking to a friend of mine, Craig, who runs a company like you do, and he said, I just don't understand how in 2021 people don't understand that their staff, their employees, their teammates want at least some feeling of contributing, even if you don't do exactly what they say. I mean, Jason, we. We we do in this company the 12Q, which is the Gallup organization has been doing since the 80s and 90s, where one of the 12 questions that matters to every single employee at every single organization is, my opinion seems to count at this company. Like, you know, right. it, it's it's basic 101 that Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, you would think, again, he doesn't, he's never said he needs to pick all the players or all the things. You just think your opinion would want to count at, the, at where you work, which seems... Uh, so if they, if they gave Aaron the 12Q, which I, by the way, got in on time for like the first time in three attempts. Um, wait, wait, Jason, can you text Aaron the 12Q? Or one, and, one through five. Oh, and and just I'm, get I sure can't yeah and just get I, his I, I answers. I can't promise an answer. I can't promise answers, but I can promise sending him the question. Yeah, and he he just needs to you know five is strongly agree, one is disagree. Starting with I mean, because think about it. Number one, I know what's expected of me at work. Um, I think Aaron would say a five. He would strongly agree. Number two, I have the tools and materials I need. Ooh, that might be uh, below a three. Oh, Jason, all right, I'll set it up for you guys. Tomorrow's show, you need to, in in Aaron's mind, go through the 12Q, uh, as, as asked by the Gallup organization. Jason Wildey, brought to us by Boucher Automotive. Appreciate you hanging with us and uh, appreciate your navigation being along for the ride with us as well. Thanks, Jason. All right, guys, take care. Be good. There he is, Jason Wildey, 9 to noon with Tausch. Uh, Ben Brust, 4 to 6 with Scalzo, 7 at 11. Next, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.